Welcome to Business Brief, Missouri Business Alert's podcast focused on the news and issues shaping the state. In this episode, we dive into the impact of Major League Baseball's lockout on stadium workers. Also, we look at a business pitch competition and the effect it has on aspiring entrepreneurs. My name is DC Benincasa, and I'm here with my co-host Ian Laird. How are you doing this week? Pretty good. Glad that we're finally getting past some of the cold weather and getting to enjoy a bit of sun. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Let's get started so we can get outside and enjoy this warm weather. Sounds like a plan. What's your first headline? As the Russia-Ukraine war wages on, Missouri officials are looking to take aim at the conflict's instigator. State Treasurer Scott Fitzpatrick called this week for an emergency meeting for the group that oversees the Missouri State Employees Retirement System to divest current Russian holdings and prevent future investments. The state's retirement fund holds more than $13 million in securities from Russia, or less than 1% of the portfolio's assets. The economic effects of the Russian invasion of Ukraine continue to be felt around the world. And one of the more important dominoes to fall in relation to Missouri is an increase in fertilizer prices. The United States imports 90% of its potash, a potassium-based fertilizer, and Russia and Belarus are major producers with a third of all potash production coming from the two countries in 2020. The conflict is only adding to upwards price pressure that had gripped the market for much of the past year due to rising energy costs and supply chain issues. If prices remain high, Missouri farmers will have to be more selective with how they use the fertilizer they purchase. They will also have to pay closer attention to soil maintenance because less fertilizer means less nutrients being returned to the soil. As the pandemic is highlighted, internet access is becoming more and more important. Some federal funds are coming to Missouri to help improve broadband infrastructure. The state will receive more than $42 million from a federal grant program for broadband expansion in rural and underserved communities. The amount was more than 15% of the total federal funding available, making it the largest grant given to any state. The grant will serve 13,000 households and 300 businesses across 12 Missouri counties. And Missouri's computer systems are drawing more unwanted attention. At least 18,000 businesses in the state were affected by a system glitch for the state's tax processing agency. The malfunction caused the Missouri Department of Revenue to fail to process some tax payments between December 30th and January 19th. This mistake comes after the St. Louis Post-Dispatch discovered a loophole last year that exposed the social security numbers of state educators and after computer issues delayed the launch of Medicaid expansion. The current state budget proposal commits $26 million for computer upgrades, and an entire new state computer system would cost $83.5 million, according to budget officials. First, we are going to start with a sports story. I'm excited. We don't usually get to talk sports. What's the story? Well, Major League Baseball team owners and the Players Union failed to reach a collective bargaining agreement on Tuesday, prompting Commissioner Rob Manfred to cancel the first two series of the season. A little bit less excited now. This is sad news for baseball fans. How did this start? Baseball owners locked out players in December after their old collective bargaining agreement expired. The players and owners have disagreements over players' minimum salary and a bonus salary pool for young players, among other things. How long is this lockout going to last? Well, the thing is, Ian, we aren't really sure yet. The season was supposed to start March 31st, but now it will be pushed back at least a week. We normally cover business news, so why are we looking at this story? Missouri has two MLB teams, the Kansas City Royals and the St. Louis Cardinals. The teams are big economic drivers in their respective cities, so a lockout could mean lost revenue for local businesses and lost wages for workers in those stadiums. 
Reporter Jack Knowlton spoke to a couple of experts and a St. Louis business owner to see how an extended stretch of canceled games would affect the team's workers and local economies. We're not going to be able to play the first two series of the regular season, and those games are officially canceled. That's MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred announcing that at least the first two series of the 2022 regular season are being canceled. This is because the owners and players just cannot come to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement. We're left with one of the darkest days in baseball history, one where opening day is likely to be canceled, and nobody knows when baseball is going to be back. As negotiations between the Major League Baseball Players Association and team owners continue to stall, the extension of the MLB lockout for the 2022 season has already seen the cancellation of the first two regular season series. While much of the focus of the lockout has been on the players and ownership, the effects of the work stoppage trickle down to stadium workers and surrounding businesses. Bush Stadium in St. Louis and Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City provide jobs for hundreds of seasonal workers. Benjamin Goss, a management professor at Missouri State University, says these seasonal workers might face the biggest loss if there is no baseball season. And, you know, that may be the most sad tale of all, uh, really, because those are fairly high-paying part-time jobs, particularly when you consider the ones that uh, are like vendors and get tipped and usually tipped very well. Uh, and many of these uh, vendors and other uh, workers who are in tip uh, positions, uh, tippable positions, I might say, are really good uh, to be uh, rehirable season after season after season. Goss says this could take a toll on minority workers as they make up a large portion of stadium workforces around the country. In terms of uh, wages, uh, this affects a lot of minority hiring uh, in most every city. Uh, and you just you don't need to run a survey to see that. All you have to do is to go through most every uh, major league park in most every major league city and you see, uh, the strong number of minority uh, populations that are represented working these uh, fairly lucrative part-time jobs. Some economists believe that stadium workers won't have a hard time finding new jobs because of widespread labor shortages. Labor openings have hit an all-time high in recent months. There were over 10,000 job openings in December 2021, according to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Lucia Dunn, an economics professor at Ohio State University, says that finding a new job in the current labor market shouldn't be difficult. You know, every restaurant and store you pass has a now hiring sign in it. This is the big story of the pandemic. We are coming out of this thing and we can't get labor. The labor market, there's such shortages of labor in so many sectors. And that's good for somebody who gets laid off from the ballpark. You know, there are alternatives for those people. A prolonged absence of baseball would force adaptation from not only workers, but also businesses. Tom Schmidt is the co-owner and president of Salt and Smoke, a barbecue restaurant with a location right outside of Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Schmidt says the pandemic has prepared his business to be flexible as the lockout continues. We, we have gotten very flexible um, and, and our ability to react and change uh, operations in the store level or, or nationally or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, we've been on our toes the whole time and, and pivoting left and right. Uh, so, you know, once again, I, I don't want to play it down. Baseball is hugely impactful in a positive way to our business, but we're not afraid of any of the changes that we have to make or, or ways to adjust if, if things don't get resolved. Schmidt says the cancellation of baseball games would also mean a cultural loss. He says baseball is a way of life in St. Louis, and the city would miss it this summer. You know, um, 
so much of our, our, what we care about is dictated by baseball in this town. And, you know, it, it's hard if any of that stuff gets disrupted, I think, just for people, because um, so much of what we care about in this town. And we are going to head to a quick break, but we will be back with more Business Brief. Are you feeling stuck in your entrepreneurship journey? The Columbia Entrepreneurship Alliance can help. Our new Ask Us Anything portal is a way for new and aspiring business owners to ask questions to our community's experts and experienced entrepreneurs. Ask any business-related question for free through video, audio, or text. Visit startmo.biz, that's startmo.biz, for more information. We look forward to helping you get started and thrive in your entrepreneurship journey. Welcome back to Business Brief. Now, Ian, our next story has to do with the return of a popular startup pitch event in Columbia. Yeah, Startup Weekend returned last weekend after a two-year hiatus because of COVID-19. And can you explain what Startup Weekend is? Sure. It's an event designed to help aspiring entrepreneurs pitch an idea and launch a startup in the course of one weekend. It takes place in cities all over the world, but Columbia's has a pretty impressive track record of producing businesses that survive over the long haul. Really? Like who? Zapier, a software company valued at more than $5 billion last year, won the first Startup Weekend Columbia in 2011. Equipment Share, which runs a technology platform for the construction industry, won a couple years later. Today, it has almost 3,000 employees. A lot of times it's important for these businesses to receive support and advice early on in the process to get their ideas off the ground, right? Yep. That's a big goal of these events. Reporter Kaylee Yanagita stopped by the event in Columbia last weekend to take a closer look at the impact it has on young businesses. Welcome, everyone. How are you all feeling? After a two-year hiatus because of the pandemic, Columbia Startup Weekend returned last weekend. At Startup Weekend, people with business ideas have the opportunity to pitch their ideas, network with successful entrepreneurs, and try to pave the way to starting their own billion-dollar company. This year, Equipment Share, a company that makes technology for construction management businesses and operates a marketplace for construction equipment, hosted the event. The Columbia-based company won the same event in 2014. Since then, they have grown significantly from just the two founders, Jabik and Willie Schlacks, to around 2,700 employees with 80 locations. Brad Sigler met the Schlacks at the 2014 Columbia Startup Weekend and joined their team, and he's been at the company ever since. Sigler says there are similar startup events all over the country, but winning the event was important to his company because few events have the pedigree of Columbia's. I thought that there was, you know, the, there was no end in sight in terms of how, how far we could go. And there are incubators and, and uh, you know, weekends and events like this out in New York and California that don't have that track record. So for us to have achieved that in Columbia, Missouri was such a big thing. Here's the way the event works. On Friday night, aspiring entrepreneurs pitch their ideas and then create teams. They spend the next two days working together to build the foundations of what they hope will become viable businesses. On Sunday, they deliver their final pitch. This year, the Startup Weekend had 12 pitches that ranged from environmentally friendly recycling options. Now, fellow entrepreneurs, what do you envision when you think of a beautiful world, one that you want to pass off to future generations? To make up for all skin tones. So first, you open up the app and we identify your exact skin tone using a short questionnaire and technology that's actually exists today. 
Many teams were composed of people who had never even met before or who hadn't planned on participating. Nick Farquhar is a member of the winning team Appreciate, an app that would allow landlords to rate tenants on an all-inclusive scale. He says he just came to the startup weekend simply to watch a friend compete. Yeah, I had no intention of pitching until about 10 seconds before I did. However, Farquhar and his team ended up creating a new business idea and winning $1,000. Can we get a little uh, drum roll here? And so the winner is the These events allow entrepreneurs to network, receive training, refine their ideas, and even earn some cash. But they also provide a forum to inspire and give young entrepreneurs hope. Joel Heron, another team member of Appreciate, said equipment share hosting the event means a lot for participating businesses. To see an idea that was nothing become what this place is, and now we're kind of in that position, that's, that's hopeful, you know, who knows what could happen. All right, DC, let's wrap things up with our words of the week. What's your word this week? My word is actually two words. Farm shows. I'd never really heard of those until I got here to Missouri. Is something changing with them? Yeah, they are actually starting to disappear entirely. Really? Is this another byproduct of COVID, or is there some deeper-lying issue at play? As always, it's a bit of both. COVID played a massive part in forcing many in-person shows to postpone or cancel events for the last two years, but many see it as an acceleration of a growing trend. The ability to order a lot of equipment online means there isn't as much of a need to have a physical event where machinery is displayed for people to check out. There are also just less farmers in the country. The farming population is an aging one, and large-scale corporate farming is reducing the number of farmers and thus customers for these shows. What sort of effect does this have on smaller rural communities? These shows bring a big financial boost to many small towns with farmers coming in and needing places to stay, meals to eat, and everything else. But they are also important for creating a community fabric that gives people a sense of togetherness. Both of those are being lost, which has some concern that it is just another step in the demise of small towns. Bit of a dark note to end on. Yeah. Is your word of the week going to cheer us up a bit? I think so. I chose renewables. We had a few headlines on that topic last week. What's happening now? Peabody Energy, which is a St. Louis-based company and the world's largest private sector player in the coal industry, has announced plans for a renewable energy venture. That seems like a pretty dynamic shift. What's their thinking behind this? The new company that is being formed is called R3 Renewables and is a joint project with two private equity firms, Riverstone Credit Partners and Summit Partners Credit Advisors. Together, they aim to produce 3.3 gigawatts of solar power over the next five years across six sites. The specifics of the six sites haven't been disclosed yet, but the company announced that the plants will be on or near previous coal mining operations in Indiana and Illinois. I see. So Peabody is likely providing a lot of the land that this project will be developed upon. Exactly. Peabody said the move will allow them to use old assets to push toward environmental and social goals. As you said, this is the latest in a string of moves that has seen companies like Bungie, Ameren, and Arch Resources all pivot toward more environmentally conscious initiatives. Well, that just about wraps things up. Thank you to the M33 Project for providing the music for this episode. For my co-host, Ian Laird, assistant producers Kaylee Anagita and Christian McDonald, and editors Kaylee DeRook, Jack Knowlton, James Marshall, and Wicker Perlis, I'm DC Benincasa. This has been Business Brief. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.